Late as usual. I'm, I just want to let you know, I'm definitely recording my side of this just so I can berate you and let people know. Because I think the last, I don't remember the last episode. Oh, it was Cruella. You were berating yes, me. Yes, I was. For staying off schedule. <laughs> and now I there can tell it people is. this is why. There it is. This is the we're reason. finally even. <laughs> finally even. All right. We are talking about, and this should show you something. Uh, I forgot <laughs> what we were talking about. So I checked my notes right before I answered the call, and it is Kevin Hart's fatherhood, oh, yes. which is yet another big, air quotes, Netflix release. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. She's been, like, crying for hours. Sorry, but this is a group for new mothers. On that sign out there, it says parents. I'm a parent, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Girl's got some stuff flying out of ass, and she can either hit you with a streamer, or she'll buckshot you. It's a quick whop. I need help. I don't know how you're going to do this. Mm-mm-mm. If you could have only one parent, I wish you could have had your mom. Because she would have been better at it. And mommy was the best. Go to sleep, Maddie. Maddie, go to sleep. Maddie, go to sleep. Go to sleep, Maddie. It's not working out. She's not a clapper. Matthew, darling, we think you should move back to Minnesota. You're all alone here. She needs family. Raising a child is a non-stop, all-day, all-night affair. I look. You look great. I don't say it just to be saying it. You look like a king. King of the sling. Wake up, Daddy! How does it look? I think it's a new look. I think it's a new hairstyle that can catch on if given a chance. Mr. Logan, Madeline doesn't have a mother to model after. I am well aware of what my daughter doesn't have. You think you can do this, but you can't? No, man, you're right. I can't do it. But you know what? I'm going to do it because I'm a father. God, Maddie. You Thank God today I got there in time to hold her hand. But Liz, I didn't get to hold her hand. She was gone. You it's always just us. Other people have more people. I just want to do what your mom would have wanted me to do. You're trying to make everything perfect. <laughs> but we don't have any control. Wherever you are, I want to go there. Wherever you are, I want to go there too. Somebody's cutting onions or something close to But if you didn't watch it Father's Day weekend, which I don't think Dave did, I did. You did, like a, like a good Cause, like a good citizen. Like a good, a good Netflix consumer who doesn't actually pay for Netflix for <laughs> someone else's login uh, to do it. Uh, a week later, it is uh, mostly forgotten in my mind. <laughs> other than, and here's my take on okay. it, Dave. It feels like Kevin Hart post, uh, I guess I would say Oscar fiasco even though it really had nothing to do with oscars it was like from tweets a decade Mm -hmm. prior but because he was hosting the oscars it was sort of tied to that it feels like a reclamation project of like kevin hart good guy role not not saying he's known for playing (laughs) villains but it's just such a such a soft movie in the sense that i was telling someone at work they were like oh is it funny and i'm like not really. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't even seem like it's attempting to be no. a, a broad comedy either. No, it's. I thought of that exact thing. There's there's a particular scene because there's a there's a recurring issue with with him and his daughter where he you know his daughter doesn't want to wear quote unquote girls clothes or he doesn't 
really push that and wasn't there a joke there wasn't there a tweet a, a, about well, that exactly uh so like there's a there's a moment in the movie where you know the principal of the school says like you know how would you feel if a little boy wanted to wear dresses all the time and he said i think the line was it's you know i'd say it's none of my business it's 2021 and there was a tweet like from i don't know probably four or five years ago where someone you know he had brought up this idea that like if his kid was gay he would kick the shit out of him like there was like a violent tinge to it and it was it was posed in like a joking manner i believe there was a prop a bit where there was a dollhouse yes, and he right. would use it as a weapon a bludgeoning yeah. weapon of some yeah. sort so that so that moment in particular I was like oh interesting this is <laughs> we are really trying to uh reform people's opinions of Kevin Hart which which kind of flies in the face of this whole idea of like well we can't we can't tr- control the comedians otherwise nothing will be funny anymore and he's been one of the people who is kind of said stuff like that so i found that very interesting um but this is i think directed by the same guy who did about a boy uh paul whites um is he from uh american pie fame before about a boy sounds right to me yeah so but this feels like about a boy to me this this feels like it has that kind of same energy i don't think it's anywhere near as good i don't think it's anywhere near as biting as uh, about a boy is but well you have like the Alfred Woodard character who is the mother-in-law uh, and, the, and the premise of the, of this film, uh, if you care, uh, if the Netflix <laughs> trailer, the little square trailer that you get, uh, I don't know if they do those on the service, Dave, or if they just pick random scenes for like their, their big, I mm. guess, Netflix originals. But um, she's basically there in an about a boy fashion mm. to call him on a shit the problem and the main issue I have with the movie is um, I don't think there's really much shit to call him on. He seems like a very stand-up <laughs> yes. dude. And in about a boy, Hugh Grant is a, a lovable cad who embraces the fact that he uh, has shirked responsibility throughout his life. This guy is charging uh, headfirst into responsibility. And we have this, unfortunately for, for her, she's a, a very talented actress. She's just basically playing like the homestead nag. In a right. film where the homestead, in this case, has perished, right. um, not during childbirth, but related to that, on the day of the the, the birth, and um, I kept wondering, like, okay, we're gonna see, are we gonna see Kevin Hart, this character here, the father, break bad in some way? <laughs> Do we know? Is there something that he's recovering from? Like, was he uh, like a serial cheat? Uh, was he, has he gone through a number of jobs where he's like got a drinking problem or something? No, no, he's just, (laughs) it's just like crime. We can't trust a father in this day and age. We can't trust a single father. Seems to be the premise of the film. His crime, I guess, is like being good at his job, being successful like that. So like, and he doesn't have any history of taking care of kids. So we just all assume because he's a man, he's clearly an idiot about these things and can't possibly uh, figure out what it's like to be a parent, you know, like, but that's any first yeah, time parent yeah. as well. There's nothing that, uh, previous, you know, it's not like it's Steve-O from Jackass <laughs> right, right. where it's like, ah, I don't yeah, know about this. And I, I guess that's unfair. Cause I think Steve-O's, you know, <laughs> clean and sober now, but, but any of yeah. the Jackass crew. Yeah. yeah, sure. I would have been like, I don't know about him. Uh, so yeah, that, that was my biggest issue with the movie. Um, was if that's the direction of the character, Basically, stop having someone call him uh, a jerk or a shit, 
and I'd rather it just be this single father uh, and his, his daughter, and we just follow them throughout their, their life. Uh, sure. If you just want it to be kind of sweet and nice and about decent people. Uh, but it has this unfortunate and somewhat unnecessary conflict. It's almost like a film that wants to be grounded in real life. Uh, but they're like, well, that's not a movie, so we have to have this. We have to have something. A decision has to yeah, be made yeah. uh, here. And uh, I, I was watching it with my wife, and I kept wondering, like, what is the? So, what is the issue here? Because there's a certain point in the film where it's like they're halfway positing, will he give up his daughter or not? Or yeah. it's like, wait, are you and saying you're going to give like her up? Such a faint. I like, couldn't even tell if nothing... the movie was committing to that. Or it's like, are you it just wasn't. are you just going away for a month? Because that's a big difference between. Well, I've got to right. go on this business trip, and I'm abandoning my child in another state. And I don't feel like the movie wants to commit one way or the other. It's like they want to to, to throw the, the feint, the punch, where mm-hmm. it's like, will he give her up? And it's like, but that's not what he's saying. <laughs> so what are right, we talking right. about and, here? And I think the conflict is the worst part of the movie. I think, you know, this is a genuinely, like, very sweet, nice movie. Like, I don't, I don't think there's... There's moments where I'm like, oh god, this is ridiculous, and I was I was concerned there would be because I Kevin Hart is not something I, someone I think of as you know like oh a dramatic actor here's someone I want to watch go on this journey he's you know he's made he's been very successful doing Kevin Hart things uh, in Kevin Hart movies. Uh, you sound like Miss Woodard here. <laughs> well, no, I mean like if you look at like if you look at you know the movies he did with The Rock and it's like kind of like all it's just taken kind of directly from his stand-up usually and he's not really doing anything different and this is a very different role for him there's like maybe two or three scenes where you're like oh we're doing like kevin a kevin hart bit right here but the rest of it is pretty straightforward stuff and i i found him pretty good in this i like i like the the moments with his daughter there is a subplot of him you know maybe starting a new romance and that stuff really really worked for me i thought it was really good and the the stuff that didn't work unfortunately is as you mentioned the contrived conflict that they come up here with they which they never really kind of go all in on and honestly all the stuff with alfrey woodard like it's not that she's bad of course she's not she's alfrey woodard she's incredible but like it all the all the conflict there too is also like what are we what are we doing here like this is <laughs> there's no reason for this like of course the moments where she's processing her her child's death like that stuff is really good and it could be a whole separate movie but all the stuff between her and her and Kevin Hart's character I'm like what why are we doing this exactly like this doesn't make a lot of sense to me and this this doesn't really hold water I mean I I did I guess like the the relationship between uh Kevin Hart and Lil Rev uh, Howery, who's, you know, doing similar stuff as he did in Get Out, uh, but still pretty enjoyable stuff. Like, so, like, this is another one of those movies, you know, I think we, you know, recently did an episode on Dream Horse, where you kind of walk away from it, go, that was nice. Uh, that, was, that was a nice Here's movie a question, in general. Though. Okay. I found us, I think I enjoyed Dream Horse more, though I don't know why, because I don't, as I said on this episode, I don't really care for horses. <laughs> and uh, I think we also talked there about the conflict. They introduce it, but then they immediately pull it back away as far as is this Tony Collette's horse or is it the, the towns? Is it this alliance that they've put together? Um, and the only thing I can figure is like I went to I went to the movies. I went to a theater and watched Dream Wars. <laughs> and this was something I clicked on and only for a podcast, uh, only to match up sure. with The Godfather as it was always destined to be. <laughs> 
yes, from yes. the the auteur behind American Pie. Uh, We're asking Kevin for Hart. the new Godfather yes. from streaming. This is this is it. Yeah. Um, there was I, I found myself like drifting away from it, and I don't think there's any real discernible difference between this and Dream Horse uh, in spirit. So what, that is to say, if Dream Horse was on television, would I find myself looking at my phone occasionally? Would my mind wander? Mm. As opposed to the theatrical experience where I guess I'm not a complete jackass. And I'm like, okay, I'm, we all paid to come here and I'm going to pay attention. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if this is proof to me that it's like these type of movies, unlike your uh, you know, Godzilla versus Kong, fatherhood deserves the big screen experience. <laughs> so you'll pay more attention to it. <laughs> I, think, I think there's two main differences to me that separate dream horse from this that make it a little bit better one is that you have your most talented actor uh at the forefront in dream horse um as opposed to in this you know alfrey Woodard, kind of the background doesn't have much to do uh in dream horse your lead is you know who you want to be paying attention to and she really carries that movie to heights that it maybe you know maybe wouldn't have if you if you cast somebody else so she's just inherently watchable and someone you you know you want to pay attention to and i think the other thing is and i don't know you might not feel this but i when i watch movies like this that are focused on parenthood and especially young children there is a there's kind of an obvious pull that they're trying to to give you that you feel like okay i have to i have to care about this because there's a young child involved and like you know, even if there's a contrived conflict, like I have to, I have to buy in. And I, I, sometimes I have a negative reaction to that because I feel to children like, well, <laughs> no, <laughs> because I, I feel the hands of the director there where it's like, no, you have to care about this. And I, and I feel myself kind of pulling away from it because I'm like, ugh, I just, this is, this is a cheap way to, to go for sentiment. Um, where a director or a writer doesn't really have to try. Whereas like a sports movie, which is what Dream Horse is, like there you have to work a little bit harder for the buy-in. Um, so I guess I like respect it a little more because it's a movie that's not taking the simplest way to get to emotion. You respect horses more than children. Yes. Well that's what I took from that. That's that's why I'm in Lexington, Mike. This is Sometimes I feel <laughs> like it's my duty i guess to be the voice of our our imaginary the hypothetical listeners i guess i should say uh, of mm -hmm. what they're saying in their car to you yes and i feel like that's a number of them are, are hearing you uh, talk about how you feel manipulated by children and don't respect uh, i guess their general presence or the desire for people to have them around i feel like you're talking about yourself now i, I think i think that's what's really oh, so now you're here. playing the part of the listener yeah talking back i see <laughs> Uh, I did look this up on Rotten Tomatoes, and this would have fit uh, right into my pick, though I never would have picked it. Even though yeah. I'm responsible for saying, uh, "Here's what's coming out this week." So, uh, Father, I don't think I don't think you're I don't think you're responsible for what's coming out. Just like this is our list. This is all we got to work on, man. <laughs> it had a 67 percent Rotten Tomatoes, so it's right right on that line. That, for, for doesn't that sound about right? Doesn't that? I'd go a little, <laughs> little bit lower. Um, okay. All right. I, I could have picked uh, Luca. Is that the, the is that oh, Pixar yeah, thing? Oh, yeah, the Disney Plus Pixar thing. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I don't think I paid any attention to that. And uh, this is getting off topic of fatherhood specifically, but I guess going back into the streaming uh, content that uh, we like to 
either bitch about or, you know, we bitch about it, but then also when there's one that's easily available, we're like, good, there's another opening weekend wasted taken care of. Fine. <laughs> uh, so has the Pixar brand been tarnished in some way with Disney plus because they don't, it's weird to me that uh, Cruella is the like $30 rental and the theatrical experience. And this film, it's just like, throw it out free. It's just another yeah, cartoon and- on Disney plus. I mean, I don't know if the Pixar brand has been sullied, but here's the thing. God, I just don't understand this business model of these $30 rentals. Because if anything is going to be the thing that's going to make money, it's the pure kids movie, Luca, that like some, you know, some little kid is going to watch a hundred times over and over again. So that way your $30 rental is actually worth mm. it. Whereas like, you know, we talked about this on a cruel episode, like it is, you know, made for younger audiences, but it's also two and a half hours. Like, and a lot of kids are not going to have what? the patience. The Cruella, isn't it? Like two hours oh, I thought you were talking about this Luca thing. No, no. I was like, no. are you kidding me? Cru- I was like, no, <laughs> don't one? worry. Calm down, Mike. It's Mike's going to have a stroke. No. It's, but Cruella's two and a half hours long. Like, you know, a lot of kids are going to like it, but they're not going to oh, sit still God. that long. Right? Well, like, okay, it's only an hour and a half. It's an hour 35. There you uh, go. Jacob hey, Trimbley your... is one of the voices. There we go. That's yeah. an automatic. Yeah. Normally, I try to All mention right. here the things it's that off. we looked at. Clearly, I didn't because I thought, <laughs> I think in my mind, I thought that's a $30 rental. I'm not doing that. Um, it wasn't playing in theaters. Let's go with fatherhood. Uh, <laughs> but that would have been it right there. Our, our mutual the way, disdain for this guy, for this <laughs> connected kid. Connected to that. Connected to that. Uh, apparently, Jacob Tremblay's fans on uh, the internet are very... Uh, very aggressive. I um, years, literally years ago, I think 2017 or 16 is when the tweet is from. I said something negative about Jacob Tremblay, and just this week, one of them found it mm. and was very upset with me and told told me that Jacob Tremblay could buy and sell me if he wanted to. And I mean, true. I mean, that's that's probably true. But I was like, I mean, maybe wow, his parents you, could. You know, they're probably managing his money. Yeah, that's true. Um, like, they're really diving deep into so old are his tweets, his so. fans getting like their first like you know a little speck of hair on their chest now and they're Maybe. coming back and digging up old <laughs> tweets so i was like yeah, how old exactly. is that kid who who are yeah. the, who's the fan base for jacob Trimbley? exactly other than you know strange 40 year old movie podcasters that fucking well, love room um, okay so there's that one there was the hitman's wife's bodyguard which is a terrible yep. title uh i think i just ignored this one for fatherhood because i never watched the first one the hitman's bodyguard even though i have a digital mm. copy of it in my itunes library and even a sequel did not cause me to be like, oh, yeah, I should get around to that finally. Yeah. I still did That was not. the only thing that got me to watch it. That's So did you watch like, both? Oh, did you watch? Yeah, yeah. So? Yeah, I watched both. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm using yeah. you as the audience surrogate as far as why did you pick Fatherhood? How did this uh, sequel, this sequel that I don't think anyone ever anticipated, <laughs> uh, measure up to Fatherhood? Uh, here's what I'll say is that most times when you make a movie and then make a sequel, the sequel was worse. And the first movie was just fine. Uh, and the second one was worse. So Sama <laughs> Hayek not, doesn't add enough uh, spice to it. I mean, I like, I like Sama Hayek a lot. Uh, They're really but, leaning into her presence in the advertising. Yeah. And you know, that character is, uh, is a lot uh, in the Sad. first one. Uh, oh, is she in the first one? So, yeah, briefly. She's she's like kind of ancillary uh, to the plot. So she, yeah, she yeah, like so. the uh, the Joker tease and Batman Begins. Yeah, like, there's yeah, gonna a be bit, more Sama Hayek <laughs> in the sequel. I mean, I that was a movie that I just saw recently, as I mentioned, and I like did 
I didn't understand like that that actually made a lot of money. Like I, I it made like two hundred million dollars. Like the first what? one, I had no idea. Yeah, wow. I was like, I thought nobody saw it. Um, you know, and it's people you know, like if me. You they... Like, yes, I, I yes. purchased a digital copy and then just yes. like now it's there. It's in my library. Yeah, there, they got my money. It, and it's one of those movies that if you like uh, Ryan Reynolds' personality and if you like Samuel Jackson's uh, personality, you'll like it because neither one of them are really acting in it. They're just doing their shtick. And so if you enjoy that, you'll enjoy it. Uh, it's fine. Uh, but the second one's like, it's a little rough. Uh, so. I cannot say the same to bring it back to fatherhood about Kevin Hart. Like, uh, If anything, the opposite. Yeah, if you're a Kevin Hart <laughs> fan, I mean, unless you're just like, oh, he's stretching his legs a little bit. That's nice. Uh, I don't think this is going to hit that sweet spot of his, as you said, uh, grafting on some of his stand-up material to the persona of whatever character he's playing. Uh, right. One of his biggest um, attributes, I think, as a performer is his ability to play the funny straight man. It's like, you. so you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. uh, is it uh, Central Intelligence? Central Intelligence. So That's the one he did with The Rock. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he is the, the put-upon guy in that scenario, but he's also the one with all the quips, which is yes. usually odd in that particular pairing of, uh, you know, sort of good cop, bad cop type thing here um i don't know i wish i think a little bit more hugh grant uh he is kind of a jerk uh would be nice or um you know this is gonna sound it's unfortunate because we do have a film that is primarily um an all-black cast as far as our main characters Uh, Mm -hmm. paul riser stepping in to represent the whites i guess guess. the the silver fox paul riser showing up words i never wanted to hear there you Um, go there you go listeners i'm speaking for you again um but it is unfortunate that as i'm watching it i'm thinking uh we could cut the alfrey woodard character we could lose this like or just you know re i guess redesign this whole the whole whole concept here where yeah um yeah just make her part of the extended family i would rather have been actually his mom if that makes sense um Mm -hmm. as opposed to like an antagonist someone that's stepping in in a more uh, caring capacity to make sure he's okay because i mean he is uh you know widower here and that almost almost gets put entirely to the side as far as there's almost like no care given to him or to that by any of the other like there's like kind of lip service paid to that in the very beginning and then like maybe 20 minutes in it's like all right fucking move on your wife's dead yeah time to take care of this kid like give this guy some therapy can we like jesus yeah it's dealing with a lot probably handled with the most grace as far as by the characters in this world with the new romantic interest who seems to yeah understand what the situation but yeah the direct family members uh, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> the um, review that I, I kind of liked that was, um, I believe it was, yeah, it's a splat, um, but it's like the, the score is a C. So that's about the same as me, right mm-hmm. down the middle. Mm-hmm. is from Jesse uh, Hassinger of the AV Club, and his splat says, Parenting becomes just another rise and grind challenge to prove the haters and doubters wrong. <laughs> And I, that's, that's going back to the start of this conversation where it's like Kevin Hart, it's, it feels very calculated. Like now he's going to play a nice guy. Now it's going to go back yes. to that, that tweet that you mentioned mm-hmm. and, um, breaking doll houses over children's backs. We're back. We're back to that next. It's yeah. Just, and it's Jesus. like, I was one of the guys that when that controversy happened, 
I didn't really take now understand speaking from a, a straight perspective. Uh, I didn't take as much issue with his uh, non-apology only in the sense of if it's if it is if it is something that's been brought to his attention before and if he's like responded to it in an interview mm-hmm. uh, we don't need to do it whenever another article discovers it for the first time or um like uh i remember i mean this is in a different context uh seeing like a twitter thread from a couple of years ago where it was much like the jacob tremblay fans i guess people coming of age that discovered that iron man uh, once was in a movie the same year Iron Man came out where he was in blackface for the entire time. Mm. And it's like, man, there's some of the stuff that you just take for granted as far as like, yeah, Yeah. this is well-trodden ground. I understand people that maybe are discovering that like, wait, Kevin Hart's hosting the Oscars. And he said, what? Not everybody's going to be on the same page. That was the only part of that I agreed with from his point of view is if I've already talked about this, um, it is kind of, I think it's like Quentin Tarantino had a similar meltdown uh, about uh, when he was asked about like, violence in his movies and he's like i've talked about this for 20 years and it's like well now you're going to talk about it with me so i don't know that would be hard to navigate as a celebrity um but yeah he certainly uh whoever his publicist was probably had a rough Mm. couple weeks as far as there was a better way to handle this (laughs) yeah you know uh you know even though neither of us think this is great we both think it's kind of middling but like maybe given the source material or given the material maybe a little bit better than we thought uh, it might be a pretty smart uh, way to go about this, like, because it is, you know, uh, it is something that's, you know, people can go to uh, that's different from those tweets. Mm. Like, oh, look, he made this mm. nice movie that has this has this nice message, not only about fatherhood and specifically about black fatherhood, but also like there's that little bit in here where it's like it feels like in a in a non-apology apology. Like, it's like, OK, uh, look, do you like that <laughs> when, that when people thing. bring that into their art? Because uh Bo Burnham did something similar about his uh, with his inside uh, Netflix special, which talk about yeah. something that was relevant. We probably should have covered that, not in the Heights, but <laughs> or fatherhood. Uh, Bo Burnham's I mean, inside, but yeah, he I mean, had maybe, a. Maybe that's that's also really hard to talk about. That's like how do you even? Well, we're gonna do it go for two minutes that. here. But he he did have right. one song where he uh, you know very pointedly he as a grown man or a thirty year old is watching. Uh, as a 16-year-old, how he broke out on YouTube with uh, using uh, homophobic uh, right. slurs and then responded to it. And I just wonder if there's any – he's probably been a little bit more uh, open about like right. uh, what he would say you know, now uh, to this, his 16-year-old self. But he does, in his own art, he still goes back and comments on it uh, as something right. as entertainment. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of torn on that in this case. I mean, I like it in general because I – I think if you like a person is an artist, when the white guy does it, not the black guy. So ah, there it is. There it is. Because <laughs> um, I like when artists process their mistakes through art. Because like that's mm. that's you know that's how they would do it. My only issue with Kevin Hart is that <laughs> in the past his apologies have been either not there or just leave me alone, will you? Uh, in public, and then he he makes this, which is kind of the opposite side of it. But if you've either never said anything or if you've, like, you know, at least given a basic apology about it before, like, yeah, that was a mistake, and then you process it through art, I'm a little more convinced. Where this feels a little more contrived and a little more plotted out, like, as you mentioned, like, his publicist had a bad couple weeks, like, okay, you're going to do this. Now we're going to do a movie (laughs) (laughs) we apologize. (laughs) Will you please shut up? Get off of Twitter. It's it's like, Mike, it's like you're my publicist. Mm. You're always just, Dave, just get off Twitter. Just stop That would be the very first thing. 
Tony Gage. Very Tony first Gage. week uh, Twitter account is not shut down, but it's like clearly there's going to be a daily at darn that Dave tweet. It's officially yep. sanctioned, and then oh, that's, that's it. And, and if they've, if I ever got any kind of big following, if I ever got famous, that's the first thing I would do. Like, I no, would nuke, I'm I would nuke my account, just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. I would nuke it and then oh, start yeah. fresh. Start over. Yes, absolutely. I smart. don't know. We uh, don't sound like we're that great of guys either. Like <laughs> We are <laughs> pointing, pointing at Kevin Hart, but it sounds like uh, basically it's just the unknown of uh, especially younger people. Now, in his yes. situation... Like we saw with James Gunn, there's a lot of that sort of edgelord material, especially from the yes. early days of, of Twitter. Um, for my end, I just think it would be a great service. Probably the greatest act I could do for my country, uh, nay the world, is to <laughs> nuke Dave's Twitter account. And yes, just yes. Keep it to a tweet a tweet a day. A, a tweet, tweet a day. day. That's it. Jesus. Anyway, follow us at uh, Offscreen Death on Twitter, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk uh, about something else on a podcast and never tweet. I don't know. It's more like once a yes. month on that account. Yes. There we go. Yes. Here's an episode. Go away. <laughs> this is, yeah. This is like our that. Twitter style.